everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz and I am joined by my dude Tony Marchese. Tony, we had another rough White Sox outing today on Father's Day, a 10 to 3 loss. Our guy Odrisimor Despagne let us down in a very bad way. How you feeling after this one, man? Cuz I'm feeling pretty bad. Is is Odrisimor Despagne our guy? I guess that's my question he, for you right off the bat here. Yeah, he's he's definitely my guy. He's your guy. He, yeah, I don't know if he's. Guy. I don't know if he's my guy. He could be your guy, but he, he ain't my guy. Right. I now. just like to say his name, but the next time I say his name, I want to, like I want it to be along the lines of Odrisim or Despagne is no longer with the White Sox. Well, that's yeah, that might be a little far fetched. Here's my question though for bit. you right off the bat: What's the difference between Odrisim or Despagne and Irvin Santana earlier this year? Oh, there, there's none. Okay. All right, just making sure that I I wasn't missing on anything. Because... Well, you're also not allowed to be mad about Audrey Samor Despagne if you weren't mad about Adam Angles. This is this. I'm just taking shots now because I, I I can. Like you're not allowed. Sox fans are not allowed to be mad about this because if you weren't mad about Adam Angles' 900 plate appearances, you cannot be mad about Audrey Samor Despagne's couple games that he's pitched. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm firing off on full on all cylinders today. Today was a rough day. Yes. Um, in general, just because of traveling around and everything like that, and just being everywhere, and then trying to get somewhere to watch the game, and actually watching the game, and on Father's Day having them get killed. So that's so I'm, I'm just I'm firing off I'm firing off bullets, man. Firing off bullets right now. Well, um, and we had a, we had a little bit of other you know not so good news throughout the game too. Um, like our guy, Yohan Moncada coming out in the fourth inning, uh, with some more back soreness and yeah, you got to wonder Rick- why he was even in the lineup. Um, but then Ricky kind of talked a little bit about this post game. I'm not sure if you caught it. Uh, yeah. I caught post game. He says he expects him to be ready on Tuesday. So yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he felt a little tightness and they were just like super cautious about it, which I, Hey, that's cool. But if there was any sort of, um, concern before going into the game probably shouldn't have played him anyway you know i don't know well and the other one that left today too is wellington castillo um, right and he's also got the back soreness now and we'll get into the catching situation in the back half of the show too um but we'll just spoil it right here we got a, a call up to talk about tonight too at socks on tap with uh with rumors are that zach collins will be joining the team ahead of Tuesday's game. So this is really big news. I, mean, I guess that's a, a Father's Day gift for us. We get to yeah. uh, prospect call up. So let's let's take that for what it's worth. But um let's let's get into this series finale game against the New York Yankees. 
as terrible as it was, you know, it's it's always good to get to watch a ball game. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not much more I can say than that. Yeah. Uh, Odrisimer Despagne, though. Yikes. Four and a third, gave up nine hits, seven runs, all of them were earned, walked four, did manage to strike out five. He was no good. And then we got to see one of our favorite pitchers, Jose Ruiz, come into the game, and he also gave up a run. You saw Aaron Bummer give up his first dinger of the season this and uh, this fine Sunday afternoon and then uh Vieira comes in he gives up a run it was just you know one for everybody in those first three relievers that we had to come out and then uh you finish it up with Alex Calame who's pitching just because he needs the work we haven't seen him in a while um he was a he threw a clean ninth inning um as you would expect him to it uh, wasn't a safe situation. Obviously, the score was a blowout at that point in time. No pressure. Sometimes those are bad outings for closers who come in into these blowout games just to get some work. Um, I'm pretty pleased that he he threw a clean inning. If there's anything that I'm really pleased with in this game, it's that he didn't get lit up himself. Um, you like to see those guys when they come in to, to, for those maintenance work days not get touched up because uh, that can do some, some harm to your fantasy team or the guy's, uh, you know, mentality next time he's out in a game. You don't like to see them get roughed up. Uh, Other than that, Buzz, uh, the pitching, just not really good today. Well, Odrisamor started off, like, he got through the Yankees lineup pretty quickly at first. You know, and I I actually don't, believe it or not, man, I sat back and I was like, wow. I was like, okay, okay. He got through the first two innings pretty clean. Mm -hmm. And then... And then the wheels fell off, man. They figured them out, and they just started raking. And they were, they started hitting the ball. They started taking walks. Uh-huh. I mean, they they just figured them out immediately. And then that third inning was so rough, was so hard because he didn't. I I don't think he rec- like he did not get an out recorded himself through like the first I think five batters or six batters because like the first out we got was uh when McCann threw out whoever I can't remember who was trying to steal, um. But McCann threw uh, Maben. Maben was trying to steal, steal, and he got caught. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that was the first out of that inning, and it was just very, very hard to watch. That got it got rough, man. So he started off all right, got through that lineup all right, and then after that, it was just pretty much game over. You know, uh, he, <laughs> right away, it was just done. Yeah, it, it's. It's just not what you like to see. And and again, this goes back to that whole, if the Sox are going to give up a bunch of runs, the game just gets away from them, especially when this is early. I know you we, we talk a lot about the battle back that the Sox have. Um, you don't really like to see crooked numbers put up against them, though, because it seems a little bit tough for them to get back in the game, especially um, when the other team just continues to hit uh, throughout right. the game. Cause the Sox offense, it's, it looked like it was going to get off to a good start. Uh, the first inning, Jose Abreu goes deep. Um, you had a few other chances there within the first three innings to put some runs on the board. Nothing ever really came to fruition again. It feels like deja vu talking about yesterday. And then, you know, you, you spot a few runs in the fifth and the eighth inning. Uh, one of those on a McCann solo shot. But other than that, I mean, there really wasn't much put together here by the White Sox offense. Obviously, Yohan Mankata, who started the game, uh, left, and, and Castillo left, and they were, they were replaced by Jose Rondon and Yonder Alonso. Um, Alonso actually did come in and get a hit. Um, Rondon did not. But the rest of the lineup, uh, you know, they, they, there were hits scattered throughout 
the entire lineup, there just wasn't anybody driving runs in. Um, and when you're not driving runs in and getting those two out hits, this is what the ball game looks like again. Once again, we saw this story already once before. Uh, overall, though, uh, a two-game split with the New York Yankees and the Sox take the season series. Uh, it's always hard to lose those last two of a four-game set. You come out of the, uh, the series feeling a little down. But overall, Buzz, I think I think splitting this series with the Yankees was a little bit more of a win than uh, we want to give them credit for at the end of Sunday night after watching them get uh, tossed around for the last two days. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm definitely happy that we took, you know, two out of two against a, what the leading team in the AL East. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so I, I I can't be upset about that. You know, I mean, we we held our own. It it, it was expected. I mean, it was expected. And I hate to say that, but dude, we have like one legitimate starter in this starting lineup right now, in our in our starting rotation. You know, and and that's Lucas Giolito, and that's it. Like you know, so I mean, the fact that we have really nasty pitching, not nasty in the good way. Um, and we and we're holding our own in general. I'm happy with, so I, I can't be upset. I just, of, of course, you know, selfishly, I would have loved that win on Father's Day. I would have loved that, you know, just keep that train rolling, get back to 500, and you know, keep the wheels spinning. But it just didn't happen that way, and, right. it, and that's and that's all right. You know, like like you said, the hits were sporadic throughout the game. We didn't really, you know, capitalize off anything. What I did hate on the offensive end is that we did see. You know, Eloy and Tim strike out a combined five times. I didn't like that at all. Um, my pick-to-click, Ryan Cordell struck out two times. Didn't really do anything. The um, pick-to-clicks today were just bad. We'll yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Except I You're think Nani gonna... went with uh, Jose Abreu. He went so... with Jose... Yeah, he went with Abreu. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it. it is what it is. You know, we rough pitching game. It's just like last night. <laughs> Nothing really to talk about. We got <laughs> every pitcher got touched up if their name isn't Alex Colomay. And the offense was stagnant, and that's that's what happened. Maybe an off day, a little bit of a reset, and then going into the Crosstown Cup, we'll start, uh, you know, we'll renew the motivation. Yeah, I think this is a very well-placed off day for them um, going into this series. They don't have to travel anywhere. It's an, it's an away series, but they don't have to travel anywhere. So it, this is this is good for them to get their, their wheels back underneath them because – you you have to take this next day and reevaluate what you're doing with Yohan Moncada. Is he ready to go? If he winds up on the IL, I think we've got some major problems. Um yeah, it'll just suck. because, you know, if you don't play him today, you could have gone retroactive for this. So it's just it's interesting to see Ricky's comments about, you know, we put him in there, he felt a little bit, so we took him out precautionary. We'll reevaluate him. It, 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 kind of scares me a little bit that we're maybe not getting the full story about what's going on with with his back um calm the media down for a day go into the off day maybe release this right before the 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 crosstown game you know Moncada IL I could see it happening Uh, yeah I'm not saying that's what's going to happen that that would just be very uh a very PR move for the White Sox to kind of bury that in the crosstown uh series that uh he hit the IL um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other thing is you see Wellington Castillo is going on the IL. Um, another little bit of news we got is Jordan Stevens, uh, minor leaguer, uh, was claimed off of waivers today by the Cleveland Indians. So there's an empty spot on the 40 man roster. And then the big news 
the stuff that we really want to get into before we preview the next series. Let's talk about a player who's going to be in the next series, and that's Zach Collins. This was a first-round draft pick of the White Sox. Big name throughout the rebuild. He's billed as the catcher of the future by some. Others think he's going to end up over at first base. Regardless of where he plays, the bat is his tool. Uh, that is that is what he is known for. Is He's got a lot of power, and he knows how to take walks. We'll see how that translates throughout um his transition into major league baseball and we'll see if he can you know continue getting on base at the clip that he's getting on now um and drive some balls out of the ballpark i think that's what we're all looking for out of zach collins especially out of the catcher spot i think he and james mccann are gonna look awesome together yeah i'm excited that's what i'm really excited about is uh james mccann is the professional's professional if that may, you know, have you ever heard that term before? Mm-hmm. The professionals, professional. So he is that, and uh, obviously he's having a great year. You know, we know this. We've talked about this. James McCann's having a great year. Um, if Zach Collins should be learning from anybody, and who knows if he sticks there or he doesn't, you know. But if he should be being mentored by anybody and and writing anything down, it, it's from James McCann. So I'm excited to see those two work together. I'm excited what uh, tricks of the trade, you know, that McCann can pass over to Zach Collins and. You know, maybe Collins can still be the catcher. I mean, his arm isn't the strongest, um, you know, but he he's he's done all right, but he's got a lot of first base reps in, in uh, Charlotte. So we'll just have to see where they're going to be playing him. But, yeah, like you said before, Zach Collins, much like kind of like Andrew Vaughn, Tone, is he's known for his bat. Yep. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's probably, I don't know if he's going to be as good a hitter as Andrew Vaughn is. You know, Andrew Vaughn still has to get into the minors where I have to, you know, assess that. But that's what Collins is known for is more of his bat. So, you know, hopefully he can bring some offense in, you know, get that DH role. I'm sure we're going to see him behind the plate at one point. I'm sure of it. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. Is Zach Collins up here for good? Because we, we all know the statement that Rick Hahn has made time and time again is that, you know, these call-ups are going to come not from a need in Chicago, but because a prospect is ready. And he said this over and over and over again. The Zach Collins call-up is a little bit different, in my opinion, than the Sebi Zavala call-up, because as much as we like Sebi Zavala over here, Sebi Zavala isn't as highly regarded of a prospect as Zach Collins yeah. is. Sebi's not even in the top 30 uh, yeah. prospects for the team. Sebi's, so. Sebi's a little older. Um, yeah. Then Zach Sebi has been around for a while, a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, like you said, not even in the top 30. I go with the fact that Zach Collins is like that next kind of call up in the, in the grand scheme of things, because you've seen Moncada and Eli, and these are top tier guys. Zach Collins, kind of that first, maybe second tier guy that's making that ascension into the major leagues as far as position player wise, you know, the way, the way I look at this is with Zach Collins coming up tone is that this is going to, you know, beef is going to go, you know, Wellington Castillo is going to go on the IL. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be bringing up Zach Collins here. And then when Wellington Castillo, this is just a uh, prediction slash my thoughts on this. Yep. When Wellington Castillo is ready to come back up, you're going to see yonder Alonzo leave this team. And, uh, Zach Collins, who has gotten reps behind the plate and at first base, will be up here for the rest of the year. That is my opinion. You know what? I was actually going to say the exact same thing. I feel like more for the fact that um, Wellington Castillo 
isn't really on the hot seat. You've seen him kind of pick up his play a little bit. Um, you saw him hit that ball almost out of the ballpark yeah, again he today. It. Yeah, he tattooed yeah, it. Yeah, he he's he's shown the power. Um, and you know they do have him locked up through the rest of the year. And there's really nothing wrong, in my opinion, with carrying three guys on a roster who can catch, especially if one's versatile enough to play another to play position first base. or DH. Right. So there's there's yeah. enough for him to do um, and still get reps at the major league level and learn from James McCann. And then, you know, you've got, I think it's uh, Reynaldo Lopez who loves to throw to Castillo still on this roster. So we'll see, we'll see if that continues. Um, I know Wellington Castillo can also play the DH role. And, you know, you can have these guys rotating in and out a little bit. And it, it should it should be enough to shield Zach Collins when you need to by putting these other guys in the, in the lineup. Um, but, you know, Yonder Alonzo, I think, is the guy that, that's on the hot seat here more than anybody else. Just based on the semantics of what we've seen so far, Yonder hasn't been in the starting lineup very much at all of late. I believe it was three times in the last 11 days um, is a stat that I believe I saw. Um, and they're coming and, cons- more and more consistent through those 11 days. Those, those three of them are like the past like four days. Right. So, I mean, it basically, I think the writing is on the wall there. All right. You know, uh, he is not having success here. I don't want to see anybody in any sort of profession ever lose their job. That's just, that's not my style. I don't want to see that. I'm not going to call for his head or anything like that, but I do think that, you know, I think that this marriage between them is over. You know, it's not working out with him, and and why not? You know, with Zach Collins coming, and then you know, obviously he he could play first alongside Jose Abreu for the time being here, and he can catch every once in a while if, if needed, and if they and obviously if they want to get a look at him there, um, you know, yeah, it's spelling it's spelling the end for yonder, and that's just what I think. So I mean, that's like I said, I mean, I I don't think that we lose Zach Collins throughout this year. Here's a really he's here's, here a, here's a really weird kind of off the wall thought. Yonder Alonso hosts these charity bowling events, mm-hmm. and his is scheduled for Sunday, June thirtieth. It's June sixteenth. Depending on how long Wellington Castillo is on the injured list, could we be seeing a Yonder Alonso DFA the first week of July after this charity event is over? It's possible, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I mean, look what Zach's doing in, in Charlotte right now. And obviously, we don't know if Charlotte's going to translate to the major leagues, so I'm not saying that all this is all going to translate over. But I mean, he's batting 258. His on-base percentage is 382. He's got a 497 slugging percentage. He's hit nine dingers. He's got 38 ribbies. And that's all in 48. Players. That's in 48 games, those 38 right, RBIs. Right, 199 plate appearances. So 48 games, 38 ribbies. I I dig it. I, I, I dig it. So let's see what he could do up here. I'm excited. Yeah, he's third on the team in OBP behind Ryan Goins and Charlie Tilson, who small sample size right here, 25 games, was hit, uh, getting on at a clip of 396. But 382 is pretty damn good. Um, yeah, especially for a guy that's billed as more of a power hitter, um, you know, it, 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 it's his plate vision. It's yeah. his ability to draw walks. Yes, he does strike out at like a third. What is that? One ninety nine, sixty three. So what? Thirty percent clip about. So he strikes out about a thirty percent clip. I mean, but he's walking a bunch, too. 
So, you know, obviously the av- he's a power hitter, like you said. The 258 average I could live with when he's driving in runs and hitting dingers, and the 382 on base percentage I'm pretty impressed by. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. I'm excited for it, though. I'm not as hyped as one would be for an Eloy Jimenez, Yon Moncada, Michael Kopech. I don't think there's going to be Zach Collins Day. Nah, probably not. Um, But for getting another position player up, um, right now, I think this kind of scratches a little bit of an itch that we've been having. I don't think it's the full blown, holy shit, Dylan ceases here, but it's good to see another prospect graduate and, and head on up. And hopefully, hopefully this doesn't mean that he's going to be back in Charlotte in 10 days or whenever Wellington Castillo comes back up. I think that would be more detrimental at that point. Why not just bring Sevi Zavala back up and burn another one of his options going back down? If if you're really trying to you know, save uh, Zach Collins or whatever, unless you want to give him this cup of coffee and then send him back down. I, I just, I don't see that being the, the way that you would handle Zach Collins. I can see it being the way you would handle Subby Zavala. We've already seen that example. Right. Um, so right. if they, if they weren't planning on, on keeping him up here, you would think that it would have been Zavala getting the call back instead of right. Collins. Um, but heading into, you know, the first games that we're probably going to see him, um, uh, maybe it might, it might not be on Tuesday, but it very well could be. We'll get lineups and everything obviously on Tuesday. Um, the Sox versus the Cubs, man, this is a, this is the crosstown classic, the crosstown cup, um, the rivalry as, as one would say, or some people would argue it's not, um, but to each their own on that opinion, uh, we're going to get Nova. It looks like in the first game. I thought this was supposed to be Dylan Covey coming, but right now I'm seeing Nova on my screen. Um, what are your thoughts here? Nova versus to be determined. Uh, I got Cole Hamels. You got Cole Hamels? I'm it, still yeah, showing it's... to be determined uh, based off the MLB. Yeah, I got Nova against Cole Hamels here according to ESPN. So, um, and I believe I saw that on TV too. I saw a graphic for that. but okay. um, a little bit late release on yeah. my side. Yeah, with Nova going, um, I, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Kobe, he's going to be back from his injury, and then they have uh, Giolito pitching on Wednesday. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll break down Wednesday's game when you and I or whoever does socks on tap on Tuesday after this crosstown game. Um, but, yeah, so even Nova going 3-5, and five, 6.28 ERA, 77, uh, 77.1 innings pitched. He's let up 103 hits. Um he struck out 51, let up 14 dingers. <laughs> Going up against Cole Hamels, who um, a lot of people, including our friend that we got to meet at our tailgate, my Chai Sox, is really hoping for next year maybe as a possible Sox guy. Um, who knows, though? But he is 6-2 and two with a 2.98 ERA, 84 innings pitched with uh, 83 Ks. And, man, you know, Cole Hamels looks really good this year, man. He does. Uh, you know, he Resurgent. looks really yeah. Resurgent Cole Hamels. He looks really good. So, you know, I think that we all know this, man. We're going to sit here. I'm keeping this as real as possible. This Cubs team is dangerous. They're very dangerous. They're young. They've got a lot of power. Their team is pretty complete. Obviously, the bullpen's not there. So with that being said, with the bullpen struggling like it has, we need to get on them early and often to draw out their starters. Mm-hmm. and attack that bullpen. That is the key to this series, in my mind. 
Like, you need to make sure – I mean, easier said than done, obviously. You know what I mean? Obviously, you want to go out and, and kill every starter. You want to take them out right away and, and get you know deplete that bullpen as you move through a series. But it's a quick two-game set. But if you can attack the starting pitcher right away and possibly get him yanked, your win probability is going to skyrocket because the Cubs' bullpen has been rough all year. Yes, it has. That's That's their weak spot, and you need to get there in order to attack it. Um, you know, they're throwing – Two of their better starters up. Hendricks is on the in the IL for them right now, and like you said, it's only a two game set. But even with that said, you're going to get two quality starters in this series going up against you in, in Lester and Hamels. Um, and the Sox are arguably putting up their two guys that I feel most confident with, and he, right this point, Nova and Giolito. Um, oh God! I don't I don't even know why I said that because it doesn't really instill confidence in me. But the 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 Nova starts have actually not been that bad, in my opinion. As long as he comes out in an appropriate time, like we said before, they're normally in these ball games. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. I mean, the Cubs' offense is a little bit different than some of the other offenses out there. Uh, they've got a lot of power, but we're coming out of a series with the team that, that also has a very high powered offense in the New York Yankees. So. It doesn't stop here. I mean, this is the grind, man. We've been talking about this for a while. This is the this grind month is part. hard. Yes, this month is hard. This is going to be interesting to see where we end up at the end of it. I think that the Sox need to split this series at least um, to continue on this. You know, get, get a win, um, and you're you're pretty much in a good spot right now. Like we talked about, the Lucas Giolito start already at an advantage. The guy's pitching like an ace right now. He's lights out. The Cubs know it. The Sox moved him up in the rotation. They're skipping uh, Manny Banuelos' spot um, to get to Giolito in this game against the Cubs. Uh, there's an off day in here that kind of helps play with yeah, that. It helps give him his five days, you know yes, what I mean? Helps, so helps give him his five days. But it's the right decision to make here, in, this, in, in my opinion. It shows that the White Sox want to win ballgames. It's also kind of confusing when the Sox are moving Giolito up a day, um, calendar-wise, for the start against the Cubs because they want to get him out there. And at the same point in time, throwing out Odrissim or Despagne. Um, so I'm kind of conflicted in what the Sox are trying to do with this. It seems like mixed signals to me. But Dude, that, that's a perfect way to put it is – and I haven't heard anybody put it that way, mixed signals. That's, that's a perfect way to put it is like you want to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. But you trot out a guy who's got like a negative B war. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and just a crazy ERA. And it, it just, it, in my mind, I, I don't, that's why I get irritated sometimes. Cause I'm like, we're right there. And we've said this on the show before, we're right there. But then you do some, some stuff like you did today. And I'm, I get confused again. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, the mixed signals thing is a perfect way to put it. I it haven't doesn't, heard it put that way. So it, I like that. It doesn't make sense. It no. just doesn't make sense. You know, you're, you're, you're you're calling Dylan Cease up away from showing everybody, hey, we want to go for this, you know, and, and yeah. acquiring maybe a pitcher at the deadline for, you know, like not even, you don't even have to go out and get the best pitcher available. Just pitching help that's going to get you through and eat innings instead of watching Banuelos. So, you know, you, it's really unfortunate at the timing of Rodon's injury. Yeah. Because, Imagine if we just had him in that rotation right now instead of Despagne or whoever, and then you go and add Dylan Cease. This would be. Oh, I mean, this this, this would be totally different. This would right. be totally I mean, different. You'd be looking at Rodon Giolito being what he is right now. Cease, 
and Ronaldo. I could live with that. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's the other, you know, there's the other pipe that we got to get into with Ronaldo Lopez just looking like absolute garbage lately. Um, he, and struggled. Just, he has struggled mightily. It, it would be nice if there was an option to, you know, send him down, but what would there's no other options here besides the guy that they don't want to call up at this point in time. You know, it's it's just not for a team that's rebuilding and then seemingly has this plethora of options all throughout its minor leagues, it's really hard when you watch some of this stuff at the go on at the major league level when you're starting to recycle through guys. Like we talked about right, right when the show started. What's the difference between Irvin Santana and Odrisimer Despagne? Why did you go DFA uh, Irvin Santana so early on in the year? Because we're not seeing anything different out of some of these other options. Right. You know, you, th- this goes back to that mixed signals. Get re- Getting rid of guys who aren't working – but then replacing them with other guys who don't work either isn't the recipe for success. Right. You know, you it just doesn't make any sense to me. It drives me a little crazy. Um, but, I mean, this is the perfect thing. I, I think, you know, you, you see these good moves. This is brilliant. You know, you've got that that off day in there. We can throw Giolito against the Cubs. Um, they're a great team. It should make a great matchup there on Wednesday. Uh, Lester, Giolito. You know, Lester's been the the guy for the Chicago Cubs. Giolito's quickly becoming the guy for the White Sox. You know, the two arguably best pitchers over the last you know year or whatever for for both teams. You know, the Cubs have a lot more starting options, but seeing those two guys go up against each other, battle of aces, that just draws, man. I mean, you get excited for that. That's gonna be a big game. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great game. And you know, instead of seeing Manny Banuelos and kind of just conceding that series almost uh you're gonna go put in lucas giolito right there and then you get an off day maybe maybe you're pitching him again on five days rest and you're skipping another turn in the rotation um use it utilizing that schedule and these off days to to make it a better win probability for your team that's smart moves but then, i agree with that but then utilizing odrisimer despagne who you picked up off the scrap heap and throw him at every five days it doesn't make the same it, it it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't like I, I, I can't stand it. I really can't. But what are we gonna do? We're sitting we're gonna sit and piss and moan about it and then hopefully something changes here relatively soon. You yeah, know. We can we can scratch our heads for for a long time. Uh real quick though, um your favorite part of the show. Oh <clears throat> we will be introducing the former Tony Skilling, we got cease and desist letters. Ladies and gentlemen, with the weather, Tony Tornado. Tony Tornado. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. I didn't know we were going with the Tony Tornado officially here. Well, dude, but... I got the cease and desist letter in the mail. I don't. I, we can't get sued. Okay, we're broke enough as it is. What are All we right. going to well, do? There, there will be no tornadoes on Tuesday, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, right now it's looking like at game time, 7 o'clock, a nice 66 degrees, mostly sunny. Only a 5% chance of precipitation. Shouldn't have anything to worry about. Humidity comfortable at 65% and winds east-northeast at 5 miles an hour. Should be a great night for baseball. Nothing to look out for weather-wise. Throughout the game, temperature should drop down a little bit into the low 60s. Maybe bring a sweatshirt if you're heading out to the ballpark. Should be a great night for baseball. And that's your forecast. That's beautiful. I love it. I can't. So yeah, we got cease and desisted. So you know, had it. We had to come up with a new name. 
we were going to do Tony Roker like Al Roker, but we didn't want it to happen again. So, oh, you know, Jesus, man. We had to get, a, we had to get original with it. I'm going to crack here right, to you, that. You got you to gotta pick to click, bro. Uh, pick to click. I'm going to go Eloy Jimenez. Got to go with Eloy going to Wrigley Field for the first time. Uh, I think the dude's going to go yard there, show the Cubs uh, what they're missing. And, uh, yeah, Eloy Jimenez. Think it's, it's a good pick. I think it's, it's a, a perfect pick. pick. Um, I went outside the box today. Get back in the box, man. I, I'm, yeah, I'm getting back in the box. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go T.A., uh, you know, cause TA seems to step up for those, you know, those, uh, controversial kind of games, you know, and, and, and I'm not and like, I really don't even care about the Cubs to be honest with you. I am one of those fans that I don't care. I, I hate my division. That's who I hate. I, I hate everybody. I have two favorite. I always like to say I have two favorite teams in baseball, right? I got the white Sox, and then I got anybody who's playing Detroit. Cause I cannot stand Detroit, um, personally, but this series, I know how a lot of my friends feel about it, and how a lot of you know Sox fans feel about it, and I'm up for it because I you want know to win. How I feel series. about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know how you feel about it, but I want. I think TA steps up for those those hype series, so I'm going with TA for Game One um, there you against go. the Cubs. You know, there you go. I'd like to see a bat flip at Wrigley Field. I think that would be. Oh, dope I think that would be piss awesome. a lot of people off. I think that would be awesome. You yeah. Know, so put it on display for right. Mr. Javi Baez. Right. So that's there all go. I got for. Uh, for the pick to click and uh, leading into that series there, bud. Well, that's all I've got pretty much for the show, man. I, I hope you had a good Father's Day. I hope uh, you got to enjoy it despite the outcome of uh, today's ball game. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back at it. We got the uh, one of my favorite series coming up against the Cubs. Maybe not for you, uh, like you just mentioned, but uh, I get up for this one, and I always like to see them come home with victories. I think Especially that's why I'm tired a lot because I get up for every series and I'm just like always so wired. <laughs> well, just... I'm, I'm not saying that I don't get up for every series. No, I'm just no, saying I, this one's. No, I know what you mean, man. I just, I, I like, I'm always just up. Like, I'm always just crazy about it just because, you know, I mean, you, you even told me, man, when we were chasing 500, I was losing sleep because I just wanted to get there so bad, you know, and it is what it is. But you know what, man? One thing we I want to show these fans is this cool headband I have. I don't know how to do it. So anybody listening to Socks on Tap right now, I have this awesome Socks headband on, and I'm going to start rocking this thing. As so, you should. As you should. I'm getting a screenshot for everybody so they can see you in this headband. Um, and I'll tweet it out from from the various accounts. and we'll. Yeah, uh, man. This headband is going to start bringing good luck. So I'm going to wear this Tuesday. I'm not gonna wear my hat. I'm gonna wear this stuff to the office. I'm wearing this to the office on Tuesday, all day, and we're bringing home a dub dub. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so, and we will uh, let all you guys know that are listening to this um, when we come out with the tor- tornado T-shirts, because that's happening. Well, we gotta. Do, we, I think we need to put this up to a vote. Maybe we'll get a few different uh, di- different names for the weatherman. And then we'll uh, maybe we'll put it up to a vote within the Socks on Tap guys. We Your can nickname could be TT. I mean, I love. Oh, that. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> wait till I get the new intro built for the weather report. Oh my god, I can't wait! I'm so excited for that. There, there's going to be a new intro for the weather report. I'm working on it. That's fantastic can't, stuff, right? Can't there. let anything out of the bag yet. There's going to be a new intro for the weather report. Socks on Tap. The Socks on Tap difference, right there. Fantastic. Well, that's all I've got for today, man. I, uh, I'm about ready to call it here. Go ahead and call it, brother. Go Sox. Let's go White Sox. 